Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Weber, and I'm joined by... Andy Gramuga. Number one Java stan, Colin Ashley. And uh, it's the third week of Denis Month. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about uh, white material and high life feel like i've got to start off by saying that the one that you expect that uh the one that's about calm is not the one that you'd expect yeah i guess Uh, (laughs) yeah and talking to talk about those two movies uh we're joined by from the this had oscar buzz podcast chris file hello hello everyone thank you thank you for having me back Mm -hmm. oh we're thrilled to one day you'll be back and all four of us will be here. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I guess we, yeah. Emilio unfortunately couldn't make this one, but uh, he sent his regrets. Um, so, uh, Chris, uh, we know you're always like, I feel like you're always like tweeting about Denis and, and, and stuff. I feel like that's why we like thought of you for for, for this month. Oh, we were like, you. oh, Chris, 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 Chris likes Denis. So what's what's your history with Claire Denis? How'd you, how'd you come to Denis and what's your, what's your... I'm I've been trying to think about it because she's definitely a director that I did uh, in very short succession, like three or four (laughs) movies Mm -hmm. at once. So I'm trying to think what the first one of hers was Mm -hmm. that I saw. It definitely wasn't Botrevi. I know the first one that Mm -hmm. I actually saw in a theater was Let the Sunshine In. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure um, I maybe made the uh, egregious mistake or perhaps very good fortune that my first Claire Denis movie was Trouble Every Day. <laughs> um, which, uh, you know, uh, that definitely tells you who a filmmaker is, if that's yeah, yeah. dive in right in. First of theirs. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't say that I am very uh, cool as far as Claire Genie fans go. And that, like, <laughs> I have not been on the ground floor with her yeah. for mm-hmm. too long. It's, a, you know, it's it's been in uh, recent years as she's kind of become more mm-hmm. popular here in the States. Sure. Um, yeah. So, like, I, I'm definitely part of that crew. But yeah, I, I love her movies, even, like probably my least favorite of hers i still think is a good movie yeah. mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. there's just not really any misses um all of her movies are so different she works with different styles genres but is still such a distinct filmmaker um i mean like she has one coming out this year and is about to start filming mm-hmm. another one too so it's yep. someone that we can still stay very excited for yeah. what she's gonna give mm-hmm. us um and there's always kind of an air of uh you know, you know, you're probably also in for a surprise when you watch a new movie of hers you haven't seen because just the way that she is as a storyteller mm-hmm. um, and the way she kind of doles out information in her movies is yeah. always, mm-hmm. you know, it always kind of catches you off guard. It's very, you know, atypical to like mainstream storytelling. Um, yeah, I adore her work. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I guess, uh, so we're, we'll, we'll get into the movies. You, why did you pick these movies, Chris, when we came Um, I think probably like the rest of your guests, I jumped on uh, Beau Travai first because right, it's yeah. like, even in her career, it's like the one, right? Um, yeah. And uh, I, f- I forget the sequence of events, but like, this is ultimately what I was left with. Um, yeah. Yes. And like, you're not really left with anything in her filmography. Sure, exactly. They're all great to start about. Right. Um, it is an opportunity for uh, me to talk about the great Isabelle Huppert. Yes. Yeah. Which, that was the other, because um, that's the other thing you're always tweeting. Is, uh, I, I adore her. I mean, I, I feel like I've had to explain myself several times at this point. Um, but it, it really, um, I think she's the first actress that as an adult I've become obsessed mm. with in a way that okay. like when I was a young cinephile, you know, um, discovering what my tastes were, you know, you have a lot of those. But I think as mm-hmm. an adult, 
that so rarely happens for you know people who love mm-hmm. movies that you just really get attached to somebody and their work um mm-hmm. but especially in the past year she's been this weird um covid comfort to me i've watched <laughs> okay. so many of her movies um during quarantine i've watched a lot of crap that she is in because <laughs> a lot of what of her work that is available stateside is not good movies um <laughs> but she's always such an arresting performer to watch that like I just kind of quickly fell down this rabbit hole because she was a performer that I was watching, not really even aware of it at the time, but could take me out of the stress of the world, even mm-hmm. in something that maybe isn't interesting or, you know, is not one of her better movies that she's in. Uh, she just kind of has been somebody that I've been able to watch and, you know, is always absorbing um, to the point mm-hmm. that I'm like, not thinking about, you know, the stresses we've all been thinking about. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that brings us perfectly into white material. Which, uh, Jesse, do you have the the like festival background and stuff for this one? Uh, white material premiered at. I want to say it's another Venice movie. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it's the. The kind of background on it is that it, I think, is one of her, uh, like, bigger productions. I think these two we're going to talk about, uh, and that they both kind of notably got delayed, and she made a smaller movie uh, before both of them. Um, Let's see, is it... Yeah, White Material was in competition, which is... She... I mean, Venice, I think, is the festival that she's premiered movies at most, and it she, like, goes back and forth a lot between in and out of competition. Uh, I don't know what the logic behind that is. I mean, I think, I think it is, like, a sequence of four movies where, like, Friday Night is out of competition, Intruder is in competition, 35 Shots of Rum is out of competition, and then White Materials back in competition... I like I wouldn't say that there's like a notable difference in quality between those movies like it's four really good movies it's not like two of them were like ah we can't quite put them in competition yeah. mm-hmm. uh it, it's it's strange uh yeah but I don't know does anyone else, anyone want to start out talking about it her festival run is you're correct incredibly strange. yeah i mean like uh especially the like never really uh getting a second shot at can competition since uh, yeah. her debut yeah. is very very strange um mm-hmm. i especially you mentioned uh 35 shots of rum not being in competition it doesn't also seem mm-hmm. like the type of movie that would play out of competition yeah Venice, which is usually like you know it's a movie that absolutely would have belonged in that competition um, mm-hmm. It didn't win anything at this Venice, which I can't remember what off the top of my head was also there. So I'm going to pull up this Venice. Let's yeah. see. The Golden Lion list. was uh, Lebanon, the Samuel Mayaz movie. Uh, it's not like a lot of huge stuff uh, in competition, really. Uh, there's the John Hillcoat, The Road... Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Life during wartime. The Todd Solondz movie. Uh, two Werner Herzog movies. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Rivet, George Romero. Yeah. And the jury president was Ang Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, Who had won two Golden Lions in like the last four years? Mm-hmm. At this back point. to back. Right. Um, and also Joe Dante was on the jury, which is very funny to think about <laughs> Ang Lee and Joe Dante having a conversation about anything. <laughs> it's also interesting that, like, the times that she has been in competition, I don't think she's ever gotten a significant prize from a festival. Um, I don't think, I think that's right. Which yeah. I think no. there yeah. might be some reason for that to why there's this kind of delay here in the states in terms of how we've regarded right. her right um mm-hmm. 
and the availability, the extended availability of her movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it is very odd because she is like, I mean, maybe it's just that we're like, uh, film people here and like, we, mm-hmm. you know, see all of it, but like for someone of like a stature such as hers, um, and I guess it's maybe we finally with some hindsight have seen movies like Trouble Every Day and can yeah. have some mm-hmm. space from like uh, what's so extreme about some of them. It is just very strange that she doesn't have some type of major uh, festival prize for some of these. Yeah, definitely. And like in terms of getting uh, widely seen and distributed in the United States, really what it's taken is just her working with big stars, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. The, there's the run where, other than Bastard, it's Huppert, then Binoche, then Binoche and Pattinson. Mm-hmm. And those are the three movies that are by far the easiest to see, other than Beau now with the yeah. Criterion Restoration. One thinks that, like, we keep talking about how she's always been sort of ignored, that, like, at a point where she's got this new movie coming out uh, this year... And then also the one that she's working on with Pattinson again, that uh, with like high life in the sort of rear view, she's much more like in vogue now, like you're saying with American audiences and that like her popularity is like on the rise since high life. And I'm sure we'll talk about high life and like how polarizing that is because of how many people saw it. (laughs) But um, (laughs) it is interesting like to see, I'm, I'm very curious to see what this new one because it's Binoche and then, like, uh, Gregoire Colon and Vincent Lindon, right? Yeah, and uh, Madi Diop's in it. Yeah, so well. it's, like, all of her, like, regulars from her pre, like, Let the Sunshine In, and then, you know, the next mm-hmm. one is going to have... It's it's Pattinson and... Isn't it Vasikovska? I think now it is Margaret Qualley. Yeah, okay, was, right. Yes, I heard yes. list. So who knows? I mean, I feel like it was yeah. Margaret Qualley before the most recent time it got delayed, so it's possible it changes again when it finally gets made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so let's start uh, talking about white material. Uh, I just watched it for the first time yesterday, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I really dug it. Like, I, I think, like, it mm. was, like, immediately like entered my like top tier of the Denise that I've seen. And I, you know, it's been throughout, I I'm the most underseen on her of, of us generally, but uh, I just was like, it's so, it it's like, it's so gripping. And so, and there's so much like happening all the time in this one that like, I just found it like totally uh, mesmerizing and was like, really just like, so excited uh watching watching it i was like wow this is like a really like exciting movie that's like really like got got me on the edge of my seat almost i would say i was like initially very taken in by it the first maybe 10 or 20 minutes is like very score heavy and very kind of just image heavy after that it may be a lot of it just felt like, oh, look at this dumb white lady. Uh, it's maybe not my favorite, Denis, but I don't know. I could be convinced otherwise, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm on a similar boat to you, Jesse. And it's like, mm-hmm. when Andy said that it was his favorite, I was like, that is crazy to me. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's always, <laughs> Andy's always an enigma with whatever <laughs> is his favorite. <laughs> but I, I watched it, and like when it was started, and it was like scoring, I was like, you know, I just watched uh, The Intruder, like, before it, and uh, I was like, okay, this is, like, a bigger movie like that. It's got this big mm-hmm. star in it. Um, and it was, like, in my head, I was, uh, I was like, this is crazy that they, like, hadn't worked together before, that, like, mm-hmm. this is, the like, these two, like, titans of French filmmaking. <laughs> and then uh, I was, like, vibing with it, and uh, it sort of had me. And then it just, like, really lost me, but not even in a way that I think I can, like, pinpoint what happened. I just, like, was not really grabbed by any of it. And then, like, by the end, when it really, like, kicks up, there's, like, some decisions she makes, like, filmmaking-wise that I thought were really interesting and, like, what I like a lot from her. But otherwise, it's, like, maybe my least favorite. (laughs) See, 
I'm I I wouldn't go so far to say as it's my least favorite among her works. I think there's some distance between like this and Nanette and Bonnie for me. Yeah. Um, mm. but it's it's not one that I would consider like her best though. Like I do understand people who would yeah. think that. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I think some of that is there's a little bit less of her of like the trademark Denis like um. Mm-hmm. storytelling devices you know there's not these huge uh time leaps there's yeah. uh it, it definitely has a perspective on its central character that that character doesn't have on itself and i don't yeah. think uh <laughs> denis really holds your hand to get it you know it's mm-hmm. a lot of it is context and you know it's it's definitely not on Uper's side and definitely yeah. sees her <laughs> as a systemic issue in what it's presenting. But um, I think the the kind of thrilling thing is that it doesn't necessarily judge her on a character level, but does see her, the how she plays into um, the like grander issue of this right. like colonialism. Um, but yeah, like it's... Um, it's not the movie that when I think of Claire Denis, I think of. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost a little bit more interesting to me to discuss through Uper because mm-hmm. she is someone... You watch these interviews with her, and people are always like, you've worked with these really like uh, amazing directors, blah, 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 when they never ask her about Claire Denis, which always pisses <laughs> me off and is annoying because yeah. I want to hear what she thinks about Denis. Exactly. But like mm-hmm. her process is very much just like... Yeah, I show up, I do the character, you know, like she she's not precious about it at all. And in that way, it kind of makes her perfect for this character who um, is just kind of, I mean, like, you could describe it as like self-absorbed, only concerned about her, um, you know what her uh, coffee crop and like what she needs to do and is not even really, you Mm -hmm. know, thinking about uh, the world around her until it's too late. And, you know, thinks that she's in a special position and Mm -hmm. like, it'll all be fine, whatever. But like, you could push that really, really hard and she could play this into a type of caricature. um, But I think she just gets to the like simple uh, gravity of what this Mm -hmm. person's perception is in a way that's not, again, not overplaying, um, her hand with it, just like Denis doesn't either. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would be curious to know what the Denis Uper uh, relationship was like, because they have pretty similar vibes. Mm-hmm. Like they're similar ages and both like kind of intense French ladies, and you could imagine them kind of clashing in that way. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. I don't want to. They both kind of shrug off the more like Mm -hmm. (laughs) interviewee questions that are always leading in a certain way, and like they have a way to say that's a dumb question without saying that's a dumb question. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. I I watched a couple of the like bonus features that are on Criterion Channel for this one, including like there the there's a Barry Jenkins like adventures in movie going or whatever yeah mm-hmm. that's where he talks about it for for a couple minutes uh, and then I watched the interview with Denis and she did talk a little bit about like the I, apparently the main thing like with with her and Huper was that Huper would always be like ask for like little uh ask for clarification on little like mechanical details of like why am I changing mm-hmm. my clothes here or like why like that those were like the types of questions that Huper would ask it would it, apparently like she didn't get any like deeper than that. It was always just like the practicality of like what is the like immediate mm-hmm. X that le- has led to Y or whatever, and that was like what their conversations were like, according to Denise. Hmm. Uh, in this, really in this she cares way mm-hmm. more about being able to conceivably pull off tactile things that yeah. she has yeah. to do on screen mm-hmm. than character. She doesn't yeah. talk about it. She <laughs> like it, she doesn't want to pontificate in that way. And she yeah. doesn't really mm-hmm. seem to like directors who like that, though she would never mm-hmm. say that in an interview. But she's <laughs> right. like, they're a director. That's their job. Like, Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and speaking, you know, people were talking about, like, a little bit how the movie is, like, the distance it has from that character and, like, and what it is and what I, I and the way the character is so, like, blinkered. And I think it's, like, the the thing that I really value about the movie is 
how limited in like the amount of story that it tells it is like what the time frame that it tells is right like you get like that little bit of like the, this is just starting like you get like the, uh, essentially you're introduced to her with her like last chance to get out that she refuses right and then mm-hmm. the rest of it is all just like it devolving from there and i think like it's so interesting that you don't really get, like it doesn't have a ton of the like time jumping and stuff that many of her other movies do where you can see like when the coffee plantation was in its prime or like what she might yeah. be holding on to from that like it's all just like this is just what the situation is and i do think like that is a choice that does sort of let you be with her a little more and like in that you're less like well you like this is like you've been exploiting this whatever for so long and i've seen it happen right you have to like fill in those blanks mm-hmm. of like this this is what she must this is these are all the things that she must have done to get to this point uh and also yeah it, it does just sort of like let that that tension sort of like ride ride with you i think and and uh that's that's was like i was like really interested in that choice because like so many of her movies is like you see a lot of time i feel like you see it like yeah. a, a more a bigger range you know it's like the thing of you you're you're like introduced her you know slightly after she's on screen basically like because she is trying to get on the bus mm-hmm. and like trying to get the ride back into like where she's going yeah and the uh there is the scene where the french military is like you have to get out like this is the last time we're gonna tell you and she's just like no like i'm, I'm here and it is not i didn't like find it frustrating but i was just like this is so like i i just i don't know even like how to describe it i just like felt like i was like okay like well that's what the movie is then she's just gonna be like here and it wasn't like it's maybe like unfair to go into the movie like expecting something more from it but like mm-hmm. Denise she is like such a challenging filmmaker in a way where it's like you like you're saying like every movie is like what's this one gonna be like and then once you pick up on the rhythm of it it's like oh okay this is like you know Friday night it's like this is like really cool and just like pleasant silent rom-com basically and then with like uh the intruder it's like you can't really tell what it is and you're just like guessing from scene to scene and then this Mm -hmm. one i just like felt like to a certain point i was just like i feel like i know this movie and it's not really Mm -hmm. not not impressive but just like not uh challenging in the way that i want it to be which like maybe a rewatch like all of her movies a rewatch can like change everything maybe i'll respond to it more but i do think like uh Huppert is, like, really great, obviously. She's just, yeah. like, one of the best. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. is uh, really gorgeous. Um, I was excited yes. to see her return to this, like, locale after I loved uh, Chocolat so much. It's just, like, a great place for her to, like, film, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the- the brown of it like how brown yeah. everything is like I mean, I the, the, ref- right. the scene with the coffee beans and like the head in there like oh yeah, yeah. Really mm-hmm. the stuff Dying. that like the way that like the, the sun's transformation which like is maybe my yes. least favorite stuff in the movie <laughs> is um that's maybe the closest thing to like a Denis-ism is the kind of pivot towards the end of the movie yeah. where it's more about him <laughs> than it is about her but, it, mm-hmm. but it's like because he doesn't really get, like, you don't really get the sense of him, like, the scene where the sort of child, like, militia soldiers, like, are out with him in, like, the, uh, you know, out with him in the fields, uh, like, to, like, an hour in. And it's, like, you know, her movies aren't long. So I was, like, is this what this, like, th- it is a thing of, like, piquing your interest a bit. But then I just found the guy so, like, in- unsufferable. <laughs> and um, sure. the uh, the bit where he, like the way that she shows like the violence like when he like kills the kid in the bathtub and it's just like it's similar to Beau Travai where they like do like the one like punch where it's like weirdly slow motion and this one it just like cuts around it basically but then when Huppert at the end kills Michel Subor it's like you see her like hacking away at him and it's just really like it's fascinating the way that she will do uh, she'll commit to violence and like pull back from it in other scenes. 
Yeah, I was just about to be like, oh, do I know the guy who's playing the kid? And I had to look him up, and it's like, oh, he's the shithead actor in What yeah. the Sunshine Oh, is, is it really? God, I <laughs> yes. had to do the same thing this time, because it was, I would never looked it up the first time I watched this movie, but this time it was driving me crazy, and I was That's like, so oh, funny. yeah, mm-hmm. that guy. Yeah, I, I mean, he's also, he's a legionnaire in uh, Beau Travail, yeah. and he's in trouble every day, too. But yeah, that's that's the that's other really big I role I think, in the yeah. movie. I mean, look, it tracks. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk also a little bit about the uh, Christoph and Bear stuff with, like, the other son, which is, like, mm-hmm. maybe, I think, the more interesting relationship in the movie than sure. the one between her and her son, which is, like, just not, like, what I wanted from it. Um, I mean, I think... Uh... You know, the mother-son relationship in this is, like, so symbolic of just, like, kind of generations of colonialism, too, Mm -hmm. and the responsibility there um, uh, in terms of, like, you, person who only cares about your business, uh, is transferring that in a way that's going to make for a much more uh, dangerous situation than even you are creating. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... I guess I didn't really quite as gravitate more towards the Lambert stuff. It's more so just like it's so weird that Highlander is in a Claire yeah. Danes movie. <laughs> it is. There is that scene where the uh, the workers are like, "We like have to get out of here. Like we ha- there's no like stakes for us here to right. stay. It's she's not like, worth it like, for coffee." They're like, yeah. "Make All your right, son yeah. <laughs> do the work," and she's like, "No, <laughs> it's a strange movie." It is. It is funny that the two that we ended up with for this episode are like two of her most polarizing of like, I know people who like for sure, like hate this one. And, uh, similarly, like when we will get to high life, that one like has drawn a lot of ire as well. Yeah. Though, I mean, like there's plenty of like big white material fans. Like it was on the, the New York times best films of the 21st century list. Uh, it was, they, I assume it must have been just the one of hers that was on that. Uh, so there's definitely, there's definitely people that see this as like among her best movies, and like, who am I to say that? Yeah, I mean, any movie isn't great. That's the thing. It's like, it does like it is. She's one of the ones where it's like it makes sense that I guess any of hers is someone's favorite. Yeah, his favorite. Like, um. But it is, you know, so this one, it was right after 35 Rums, and she, like, pushed it back. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I think I think it was the same kind of, like, it just wasn't quite coming together. Uh, I don't know if it was, like, Huppert's schedule, like it's been with the Pattinson movies or something else. Well, Huppert never stops working, so I would... Yeah, that's... <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she did talk a little bit about, like, the process of getting it set up also in the interview that I watched, because it was, she was gonna, like, Huppert, she and Huppert were like, we really need to work together, finally. Like, it's okay. been, it's crazy uh-huh. that we haven't. And then there was a book that, like, I think Huppert was like, you should think about adapting this book, and then it was sort of a book that had partially inspired Chocolat. I forget what the okay. title of the book was. Um, but it was, like, set in, like, around World War Two or something. Um, mm. And uh, Denis was like, I don't really want to do the period thing, I think, was, like, the vibe that I got from, like, what she was, mm. her objections, and that she didn't, she was, she, she like, didn't quite want to do that. So then she sort of arrived at this story that was also, like, rooted in Africa and... Um, and, and like, they, they, it took them a while to figure out, like, where exactly in Africa they were going to do, and then, and then I think they came on to the coffee thing. And that was like sort of like mm. the key that like unlocked the rest of it. I think. Yeah. From from my I should have taken notes from this interview, but this is my, <laughs> my memory of it that I watched like twelve hours ago or whatever. Yeah. Um. Eight hours ago. Um. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, and and the the Barry Jenkins like little two minute thing, whatever that he talks about. He talks about like how. Yeah, his his thing really about like why he wanted it featured specifically of the Denise because like we'll probably talk about this maybe more with uh, with High Life too because it was they were both at that TIFF right and the, didn't they do like I think conversation oh, with each other at that yeah TIFF? they did I think yes. um 
they um the the guy was like why did you pick this one for your for like of all the of all the denise and he's like yeah there was just something about like the fact that like so much is like comes down to like that single bean right he was like he he was really into the idea that it was like Mm -hmm. such a a story that had so much but could be boiled down to something that was so small I think was like what he really appreciate was what he was like communicating what he appreciated about the movie. And I do think like, yeah, that is something that like, it is, I think a movie that maybe more than some of her other movies, I feel like you can figure out what level you're in on, like appreciating it on. Like there is like, there's like a lot of different levels to it. I feel like, and like, but, and I, and I don't feel like necess like you can, I feel like you can pick like, oh, I'm I'm really into like this aspect, and I'm and I I really like this, and like it's a little less dependent on the whole than some of the other mm-hmm. movies. I I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out yeah. of my ass a little bit, but like yeah, I, I, I do. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, it's like there's it's I I I think there's like a a sort a certain level of like yeah you can you can look at this and this is such a tight story or such a tight like small story and but also it has all these further implications and you can really yeah. mm-hmm. it's like a one that you can really like dig into on the way home sort of thing that i really appreciate there's also the i might be pronouncing the name wrong uh the isak di bancole stuff where he's like very mm-hmm. briefly in it and i like right don't really like like i don't i don't really like get that like I don't know, like, if anyone can help me. <laughs> because he's, like, so good in Chocolat and, like, No Fear, No Die also that I was, like, excited. I was, like, this is going to have him. It's going to have a bear. It's going to be so great. And then he's, like, barely in it. And I, like, barely even register, like, what he's doing. Because he's, like, in the intro. And then right. she, like, finds him in her, like, like hiding out, right, with the injury. Right. He's, like, waiting for someone and, like... She's like, they're not going to show up, are they? And I think he's like, yeah, probably not. Right? That's, like, sort of the inner exchange. Yeah. And then, like, at the end, they have, like, his beret. It just is... It's all... Like, this is the thing with this movie. (laughs) Like, I'm just... I really, like... It was, like, not grabbing me, but then also, like, because it is Denis, I just was, like, glued to the screen, and I was like, what is even happening? Like, I don't even, like... It, mm-hmm. it, it is, like, so, you know, you're saying, like, it is such a, like, tight, small story, but I'm, like, almost, like, to what end, like, it's just, it was it was a tough one for me, <laughs> like, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that character, like, he's so much, like, there's all, so much about him being, like, the symbol, right, of yeah. people, like, he's the painting and all that, right, and so. Right. I, yeah, I, I, I. I do think, like, yeah, there's definitely, like, something happening there that I'm not quite sure I could articulate, but it, I think it does have something to do with, like, yeah, his his symbolic power that is, and, but how that meets up with, like, the, the reality of the day-to-day that I think sort of, like, mm. that, yeah. that I think is, like, a lot of what the movie is about is, like, well, she's trying to, she's trying to do her, like, day-to-day uh like trying to get just get the plantation back up and running like it like things are normal or whatever and like he's like this you know and he he is able to be the symbol but also like has the reality that he is like shot and bleeding and like has that yeah. to deal like there's i think there's something with like the, mm-hmm. the that that interplay of like big symbolic power and small like practicality that is yeah. that 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 leaves in that character a little bit. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll say it, there's a lot going on in this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's also like all the stuff with like the things like written, like painted, like signs everywhere where it's like, I don't remember what there's the one that is like over the mayor's house. And it's like, it's just like a painted like phrase. And there's like a bunch of those. I didn't write any of them down. I should have, but it's like, I was like, mm-hmm. that's like really interesting. That's a good thing. <laughs> But it's just it's a it's a weird one. Yeah, for it's sure. definitely probably the movie of hers that like context of it. Yeah, I, am I guess probably yeah. incredibly stupid on, and <laughs> right. uh, hopefully mm-hmm. I can you know I think this is the one that maybe also might grow with me as I rewatch it as yeah, I possibly. you know understand more. Yeah. Shall we move on to high life? 
This a big, one. a big space movie that everyone can yep. enjoy. Certainly, right? Yeah, it's fun for the whole family. It's, it's the Disney movie for everyone. Um, yeah. Starring uh, Hollywood leading man Robert Pattinson. Yeah, and Andre 3000. I mean, that's true. People don't talk enough about that great performance. Uh, but yes, premiered. At yeah. TIFF. So I mean, yep. It pre- It was a. Gala, Gala premiere at TIFF. I feel like that year there was a lot of talk about like High Life maybe being the one that would bring her back to Cannes, and then it sounded like it just didn't get finished in time. But then it also didn't show up at Venice, and people were like, "What's up with this? Is it is it bad?" Well, and to then my it, understanding, TIFF jockeyed really that hard to sense. get that world premiere. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, for whatever reason, and then, it and then that premiere did not work horribly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was. I mean, I guess to talk a little bit about that premiere, were you were you at the at the actual premiere, Chris? No, no. I waited. I saw it towards the end of the festival. Mm-hmm. It, like yeah. the way it was programmed, I was like, "Oh, perfect! That'll be like because you know, if you're one of the people that like sticks it out for the whole time, yeah. you kind of mm-hmm. have to plan something that uh, uh, you think you might like right. towards yeah. the end. Uh-huh. Uh, something that you know might that actually, motivates you, you to know, leave the Airbnb. <laughs> exactly, right, exactly. Uh, something that's actually going to work your brain at the end when you're just crashing. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, that maybe backfired a little on me. I mean, I still was mm-hmm. really taken with it from the beginning, but I was also exhausted. Yes. And maybe the right uh, frame of being um, physically, mentally, to experience this movie for the first time yes. is to be uh, very tired. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Possibly. yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Right. And because and, and, so I was at the like gala premiere or whatever of it. This is like the mm-hmm. one like premium ticket i bought it too right. this is our, my first tip and so it's at roy thompson hall i had no experience with roy thompson hall i bought a ticket that was like on the in the balcony like the third level of roy thompson hall in the very front row uh which was an inadvisable choice because my fear of heights like went into overdrive as soon as i sat oh, yeah. down i was like i'm gonna tumble off this and like down into whatever uh and also it was pretty late and i had seen like two or three other movies that day so i was also extremely exhausted all of which is mm-hmm. to say like i agree that that is probably the right state of mind to be in <laughs> when you are experiencing high life for the first time of like kind of dozing off but also a little bit terrified for your life at every moment like that's like <laughs> the perfect way to get what this movie is going for uh the rest of that audience however was like famously so like you know it's the gala premiere uh, denis comes out pattinson i think only pattinson and goth i think were the only cast members there mm-hmm. uh they but they both came out they're like in their suits or in suit and dress or whatever like everyone's in their formal wear Denis gives like a very small introduction of like yeah, i made this movie i hope you like it is essentially like the gist i think of what she said uh, and then the movie plays and, you know, the like the basically the first thing in the movie is like hearing a baby cry in an extremely yeah. upsetting way. And like mm-hmm. instantaneously you hear Voomp! like people standing up in the chairs going <laughs> as like the the parade of walkouts from High Life begins. And like throughout the entire mm-hmm. movie it's just a constant in- interruption of like the chairs going up and like famously like Denis refused to come out after the movie because she was so upset about how like how many walkouts there were and like what mm-hmm. the audience reception was how the audience reception was was fairly on the muted side yeah well and like in fairness that was probably not the way that tiff should have gone and premiered. yeah no, even if they still had the world premiere but didn't make it a gala because like, yeah you go to tiff and you go to a gala it's a very very different audience than like anything else you will see anything yeah. it's like it's you know it probably it was never going to be the warmest audience that that movie was mm-hmm. going to receive yeah. yes if you if say... you go see a gala you want to see green book yeah like like the other galas were like Star is Born and First Man yeah. and Widows, like big sort of popcorny movies, and then mm-hmm. they're like High Life also. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I think. And even the like, even the I was just gonna say, even like the smaller movies that are in galas are like big kind of weepy, uh, yeah. star driven things. 
I think you and I just were at the same one. I think that's right, which uh, was like the next day yeah. after the premiere. At like, uh, the Winter Garden. Um, yes. So I also saw it not in the front of a balcony, fortunately, but pretty high up and yeah. pretty far away. It was like looking at this screen that was like... Uh, I mean, I, I have it... Uh, uh, it's always going to be kind of entwined with my mind with uh, Her Smell, because both of those are movies that uh, they were probably my two favorite movies at that first tip, but also are two movies that I saw from very far away and where it was very evident that there were people walking out and who hated it and where I was just like, what are you doing? This is so great. Yeah, that's my, because like... I'm such, like, a, a dummy. It's, like, you know, first festival and, like, no other movies I had seen people had walked out of. And people were leaving. I'm, like, you paid for this ticket. Like, watch the movie. Yes. It's so good. And, like, people <laughs> were, like, clearing out. Like, and I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, it's something I don't get. But she, you know, she comes out at the end uh, and is, like, yeah, yesterday we showed it and everyone left and I couldn't come out. Like, I was too embarrassed. And it's, like, Claire Denis in a full, like, denim suit like the coolest person ever i guess that screening must have gone slightly better yeah, yeah. she was <laughs> kind enough to come out at the end um mm -hmm. but yeah we should yeah, talk i mean look, it's a it's a crazy thing that like this is maybe like i mean like probably definitely her most seen movie like oh yeah botrevi is the other one that i would think just because of its like reputation but this one, you know, it's got, like, A24 bought it out of TIFF and then put it out the next year, mm -hmm. like, early, right? They put it, like, in January. It was, like, March, March or April. March or April, yeah. April, I think. Because I, yeah, I, I saw it a second time mm. uh, when I was, I did a trip to New York City. And I mm. had, it was a Tuesday, and I had, like, a couple of hours to kill between seeing, uh... The Easter Bonnet, the Broadway Cares fundraiser performance, and uh, Beetlejuice on Broadway, uh, <laughs> like one of the last previews of Beetlejuice on Broadway, and so I it was Discount Tuesday at the AMC in Times Square, <laughs> so I got like a six dollar ticket and like saw High Life again, like way up at the top of the theater <laughs> of, of that movie theater between those two, uh, those two sh uh, much more audience friendly uh, extravagances <laughs> that I had uh, I saw that day uh, in that April. Um, but yeah, it's it's I mean, yeah, it's it it is like it's it's in English, right? It's got um yeah. it's got movie stars in it like mm -hmm. uh, uh and and not even just like star stars like mentioning like yeah, Andre 3000 and all that. But um and then yeah, it just is and it's a space movie, right? And like space yeah. movies like very often like you know, like even like when someone makes an artier space movie, it often is still able to cross over or like convince the studios or whatever that it's going to cross over in some way. Uh, and then, yeah, this one is it's it's it is so aggressive and yeah. uh, alienating from the get go. It's really like fascinating that like everyone like went along with it for the whole time of like. Yeah, we're gonna try for for to make it like a a normal movie that like we try to get normal people to go to see. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, like I, I I've had friends look at me like I'm sprouting a second head when I say this, but I mean, and I'd only recently seen Friday Night, so I maybe don't think mm -hmm. this anymore. But there's a huge part of me that actually thinks it's her most tender movie. Wow, um, and I mean when. You, you listen to her talk about it, though, and she thinks that she is making a movie about, um, you know, a parent-child relationship. And right. Especially after mm -hmm. I watched the movie again, after listening to her talk about it. And I think that's all really um, there. Like, this is a movie about the impossibility and the violence of human biology, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's also, I think even though it ends the way it ends, it does end with uh, a father and a daughter moving forward together. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's probably one of her more optimistic movies too. Um, and, and just like that, that central relationship is mm -hmm. incredibly sweet and tender. And I think, 
you know, there, there's of course the violence of this movie. There's just the tone of it. There's the sexual mm-hmm. things in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. That, um, you know, make it one of her more extreme movies. But at the same time, I think like the kind of core of emotion that runs through it and like yeah. the emotional surprise of it too is ultimately, mm-hmm. um, very compassionate. Yeah. And it is like, it's fascinating that like Robert Pattinson is the person that that all hangs on. Well, mm-hmm. right. Cause like, I don't, I don't like, cause you always think of him as like, like, I mean, again, I guess like it makes sense for the character. Like he's got that danger to him and like, he's like the weird right. guy. Right. And like, mm-hmm. and, and like, I never like see it watching him like care for a baby is like so jarring and so like mm-hmm. wow like what's gonna like is he gonna pull it off like <laughs> what's, yeah. dude, is, is this baby gonna be okay uh but then like yeah he has like 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 he he does it well like and he's like doing a good job and like try like making sure like mm-hmm. all by himself that he's able to do it it's like yeah it's it's such a wild like use of casting i feel like of yeah. her pets mm-hmm. to play that role right well because we i think we mentioned last week yes, that it was yeah. gonna be made years earlier with philip seymour hoffman yeah. which is like what is that movie <laughs> it's it's a different movie definitely for sure uh, and well, then you... also it was Vincent Gallo at one point too. Oh right, that's closer. That's closer to the. Well, see, when one. I heard that it had been, I hadn't seen it before today since Tiff, uh, mm-hmm. and I was like, in my head, I was like, "That's crazy, Vincent Gallo." But like, I watched it. I was like, Robert Pattinson's kind of doing a Vincent Gallo impression. <laughs> he's like, you know, he, he's got the voice and like the energy. Obviously, is like. Vincent Gallo, like, I could see him doing some of the stuff that Pattinson does. Um, but I think, like, the tenderness is much more apparent if it's Hoffman. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- I think right. that is, like, much more, like, uh, you know, like, the ending there, like, is something to, like, I think it'd be, like, more <laughs> overtly feel good of just, like, if, you know, Hoffman says, shall we? <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, yeah, and I guess the other big difference is that instead of aging Pattinson up for the stuff with the older daughter, you'd be aging Hoffman down for the yeah. other parts, which would be interesting. It'd be a different picture. Yeah. Carmela Soprano. The, um, <laughs> it is funny. I forget how it opens. Like, in my head, mm-hmm. I sort of just remembered the the bodies like getting pushed out and then right. the title card, which is like you know she's she does that title card trick like better than some other 17 like, minutes in yeah it's so cool <laughs> it's so cool mm-hmm. um, the rhythm of this movie is wild on yes. rewatch uh-huh. because it feels like you because of the information you're processing it feels like different segments of the movie are longer or shorter depending mm-hmm. on how many times you've seen yes. the movie before it's right. wild. Yeah, like when yeah. Mia Goth uh, goes into the black hole, I was like, there's only 30 minutes left? I thought that happened, like, way, like, earlier on. Yeah, like, yeah. There, I was like, what even is left? Um, but uh, it the way it starts, like, with the baby and, like, him, like, dropping the tool off the edge and then, like, going through and feeding her and then he, like, suits up and, like, starts dumping everyone out. It's so crazy. And, like... This is, uh, you know, we talk about Agnes Godard, who, like, does most of her movies. This one's York LaSalle, and I think it looks great. Right. Um, the way the, like, um, like architecture of everything in the ships is, like, really, like, my kind of sci-fi, where it's, like, mm-hmm. it's very, like, you know, 70s looking. It's very, like... Right, like, kind of the Tarkovsky yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Solaris that, vibe. And, like... And, of... like, the stuff, on, the very little bit of stuff on Earth also exactly. feels very Tarkovsky. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> Which all is Eastern also block. my only complaint about this movie. Oh, wow, Earth really? <laughs> terrible. With the guy on the train, I completely that train forgot about that. train scene's gotta go, man. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> it's bad, like, you forget how bad that scene is, yeah. and it's only maybe 30 seconds of cinema, but mm. it's bad. And it also, like, it, it, like, has to underline information in a way that I feel like Denis doesn't do that. She doesn't yeah, have to spell definitely. out a scenario for you. And it's information we get elsewhere in the movie, too. It is. Right, yeah. Because yeah. um, anyway, he's like, sorry. Uh, he's like, no, they're, right. uh, 
they're prisoners. They're there, like, we're sending them out there. And the girl's like, but why? It is yeah. a really funny scene. More like, but why? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's, a very... it's terrible acting. <laughs> the, yeah, the Earth stuff I forgot about also. I Like, in my head, I only remembered, like, because there's a little bit of Mia Goth on Earth. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but, right. It's, but I forgot about, like, the stuff with, like, I guess it's young Pattinson, like, with the dog, like, running right. around. The dog in the water is, like, a very yeah. striking image. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, they, like, drop, like, an organ in a well. <laughs> it's, like, all, you know, very... I think it's the rock he kills her with. Oh, is that what it is that tracks? I yes. think so. That must be it. Yeah. yeah, I'm still like on the intruder. It's like everything's a heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. It, it, I did initially think it looked like a heart um, as well. But yeah, the thing like when I saw it at TIFF, I was like so excited for like a space movie, and it was only mm-hmm. the second Denny I had seen. Like I think we talked about this last week a little bit as well. That uh, <laughs> like how our order of seeing them. Um, that Botrevi I like watched in preparation and then came to this one. Um, and it was like, um, I was like, oh, this is like, and it's like very like obviously what the movie is like as you watch it. But like pre-tiff, it was just like Claire Denis made a movie about space that like Zadie Smith co-wrote, but then she didn't co-write any of it. <laughs> and then, um... The, right, like uh, they had some kind of falling out. It well, seems yeah, like. or if not a falling out, there's just like, like the, the script quote. wasn't working. Where I don't know, if I it, it's like clarity. There's like a famous quote where uh, she's like, Zadie Smith wanted them to go back to Earth at the end, <laughs> and she's like, that's not what the movie's about, right? Okay, um, which is really clearly funny. of two very different yes, minds yeah. of what the movie yes. should be. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, I, like, had no idea, like, the prison element of it, which is, like, what right. the whole movie is, is, like, these right. people that are just, like, prisoners. It's, like, so brutal. And uh, yeah, I, like, re- I really forget, like, how intense it gets. Like, mm-hmm. all the stuff, I mean, Benoche is just, like, insane in it. Yeah, we got to talk about Benoche. Yes. We have right. not talked about her yet, really. But, <laughs> God, yeah. just, like, yeah, the... I, uh, just everything about her hair like everything um, about yes. all that stuff is just like her like doing the braid and then like she's obviously like she's how we meet the fuck box which like became the yes the like meme from the movie yeah. immediately after yes the fuck premiered. box is a lot to be throwing in roy thompson hall <laughs> yes yeah for sure <laughs> it was it's so wild yeah and just all the white liquid everywhere throughout the yes. movie um <laughs> Uh, and then she walks out of the the fuck box, and uh, Pattinson's there, and she's like, "I know you. Th- you all think I'm a witch." It's so crazy. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's such a crazy. He calls her a shaman of sperm. Yes. That's so yeah. Weird. I will say, watching Benoche and the fuck box this time, I did have the thought: imagine what Denis Levant could do in the fuck box. <laughs> well, Denis Levant actually is in this movie. He plays the fuck box. Yeah. <laughs> He's like whatever the yeah. There's a deleted scene where he's just like pulling levers and stuff. (laughs) He's the beast that appears in the fuck box. Right, just such a weird thing. Yeah, that's like also. Yeah, it's such an interesting role though, because like again, to like people who were initially going to be involved in this, it was going to be Patty Arquette, which like I cannot imagine. Yeah, at all. (laughs) That's so um, crazy. <laughs> yeah. That I, boy, Jesus, That's yeah, so crazy. She's so yeah. yeah. Um, but Benosha's great in this. She's great. Yeah, yeah. yes. And yeah. it's so crazy <laughs> to think like we talked so much last week about how <laughs> Let the Sunshine In is like sold as this French light rom com, and like if you watch that, you're like, oh, I'll see your next movie. It's got the same star and Robert Pattinson, <laughs> and then it's just like this. <laughs> I, it's right, very yeah. funny to imagine the people coming mm-hmm. to this one just, like, through, like, without without knowing, like, what it is, really. I also They're, do want to take a moment, just, like, the character names in this are nuts. It's because it's, Robert Pattinson is just Monty, but Monty with an E. Yeah, And then right. Juliette Binoche is Dibs. Dr. An- Dibs. Yes, Andre Dr. is Dibs. Journey. Yeah, Mia Goth is boys. Uh-huh. Like they're all like very strange names. Yes. Um, that are a lot of fun. Uh, although I don't know if they're said that much within the movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is it Mia Goth who's like I feel like some of the names are commented on. Like I feel like Mia, Mia Goth like, or maybe Benoche is like, why the fuck are you named Monty? You got an yeah. Italian family. <laughs> and then the same with uh with uh, uh Andre Benjamin. I feel like Pattinson's like well, that's not your real name, right? Yeah. And then the daughter is Willow. Yep. Gets the song. Um, the uh, there is like all this sort of like, you know, Denise is someone who's like so like metaphorical, and like all the like biblical stuff here with like the big like plant area and like how mm-hmm. you know gorgeous it looks like on on film, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the natural stuff got. Yeah. It's 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 really just it's gorgeous and like I forget a uh, uh, forget about how they like integrate like DV footage into it to where like when it first happened I was like oh my gosh this is like jarring and then they do it again because um, mm-hmm. they like do it near the beginning like I think where it's just like people walking maybe and then they do it near the scene where they're like doing their exercise where they're just like crawling around. Right. And it's very like Botrevi uh, uh-huh. exercise, yeah. but yeah, the, the Andre three thousand like or Andre Benjamin, I guess I should say, is like so good in this and like such he like really he's good. only get a few scenes because he was also like one of the names that was like and he's in this movie and it's like what is this gonna be, um, <laughs> and like he's got just a few scenes but he's got that one, uh, like where he's like, it's always like. He's like, even in space, like, the black people go first, and it's, like, such yes. a crazy thing. Uh, and then the scene where he's, like, talking to Pattinson um, near the end is also just, like, really mm-hmm. great. And, like, that is, like, th- that and the stuff with the daughter is, like, where I see, you know, the tenderness the most. Like, And yeah. it's, like, very obviously with the daughter. Um, but I think, like, there's a real, like, depth that uh, Andre is, like, bringing that, uh, like, some of the sort of more uh like lesser known actors who are like the other inmates like i don't really get a ton from them like that creep (laughs) yeah there's like guy who looks kind of like bill burnham guy who looks kind of like giovanni ribisi (laughs) (laughs) yeah there i mean yeah there's like a lot it is interesting how it's like who makes an impression and who doesn't like there's i feel like there's like, you do get a sense that there's a lot of, like, and then all the other people just who are just on the ship. Um, and then, like... Kind of like Botrevi, where you've got, yes, and yeah, then all the yeah. other legionnaires. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and, like, how that plays into, I guess, like, how that plays into Robert Pattinson, like, being different in that, like, he refuses to masturbate and, like, and like doesn't yeah. want to, to take the pills and all that stuff. Like, the ways... I guess part part of that is just like having having it so that he stands out even more from everyone else. Uh, um, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that is like all the the way that it is that it does do like all the sexuality stuff, also with like the drug and control stuff. Like I think like that is it's it's such a huge chunk of the movie. I feel like 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 most of the middle like is about that sort of yeah stuff mm-hmm. and i do feel like yeah it's it is interesting that it then goes into that like more hopeful place at the end like when there is mm-hmm. like when it is that much about like you know being controlled and being like treated as 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 you know as utilities or whatever and uh, because of like the way uh, yeah it's 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 so interesting yeah, yeah. I, mean, I definitely the end was definitely not the very end, but the stuff towards the end is definitely what I remembered least. Like I had completely forgotten about the dog ship, which is yeah. like very upsetting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the uh, the stuff with like the other crew member or inmates is like I I remember the you I I think it's the one that we're talking about is the the creep who does kind of look like Bo Burnham. I remember like that scene. <laughs> Where he assaults Mia Goth, which is like one of the more upsetting scenes oh, yeah. in the movie, is like in, so brutal. In any movie, yes. I mean, yeah, truly, like it's it's certainly so, in uh, Denise's filmography, it's for sure, one of the it's... more upsetting scenes. And then, like, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just such a brutal scene um, that I completely forget about 
the guy who like has a stroke and mm-hmm. uh the Lars Eidinger guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. And yeah, and that stuff just like falls not to the wayside, but like I just had completely forgot about it. So it was like a bit of a surprise uh this second time I was like, "Oh, right, like there are like these six other people who like aren't really in the movie that much." Um mm-hmm. I mean, and then like the the thing that stuck in my brain like the most, which is like hard not to, I would imagine, is when Mia Goth goes into the black hole. It's yes. just so crazy. Like someone uh, keeps saying <laughs> spaghetti, and like on the Wikipedia, it says spaghettification yes. <laughs> of like her just being mm-hmm. like stretched with the black hole and then exploding like in her suit. It's so brutal. I mean, it it visually the thing that it reminds me that. That that sequence reminds me of the most, and I think I said it at the time, is the uh, third season of Twin Peaks, like that kind of effect, sort of. Oh, the sort, yeah, the sort of stretchiness, yeah, yeah. Gosh, it's so. It, I mean, it's so upsetting, and like the context yeah. of it also, just like, uh, essentially, just like suicide by black hole. It's so brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Do we have any more thoughts on High Life? I mean, like, for me, I think uh, it's one of her best movies. I know it sounds super basic to say it because it's like, it's her movie that's in English. As you guys mentioned, it's probably the one that's been the most widely seen. But, like, Mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of uh, filmmakers who might be in similar positions as Denis, for that movie that they all have in their career, for it to be one of their... I think at least best movies uh, is really rare or for it to yeah. mm-hmm. come off as well as this is pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I also think it's one of her best and it is weird that we talk about it being kind of divisive and obviously a lot of that comes from just people who haven't seen any of his, her other movies uh, seeing it. I do also feel like there's kind of a contingent of like, people who feel like they're too cool for high life they're like oh she's popular now and those people i think are just being silly yeah that's a very (laughs) unhelpful thought process (laughs) i guess yeah the people like yeah that i guess that's the 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 other thing about seeing it at the premiere was like you know you do your like post screening tweet or whatever and i do like immediately had people in my dms being like with Robert Pattinson in their username or whatever, right. being like, "Why are why is everyone upset about this one? Like, what's going on?" Like, <laughs> well, our paths stand seventy five. Yeah, this might not be for you either. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember like the rumor mill kind of running um, before the premiere happened. Um, like someone saying that it was like Claire Denis returning to trouble every day uh, type mm. the space, mm-hmm. which like I wouldn't go that far, but like it's no. not entirely off base. Yeah. Yeah. But I it's feel all, like... that's also, I think, a reductive way to look at the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For whatever reason, I feel like the thing I kept hearing in like the run up to the premiere, which ended up not really being true, is that it was going to be an incest movie, which made my expectations for it mm. off uh, oh, I mean, that geez. was a weird rumor yeah. uh, don't know where yeah. that came from god because yeah because then you would spend the last the whole last third like waiting for something awful to happen yes yeah, yeah. god uh, um i did find the zadie uh the quote um that she says nothing against her but she wanted the people of the ship to return to earth <laughs> going home what the fuck do you mean going home there's no one alive there very <laughs> very funny mm-hmm. her, her quotes are always so good <laughs> yeah. and i uh also the other i do want to show uh, shout out another uh, robert pattinson fan thing was which is that the yes the poster for this movie on letterboxd <laughs> for a long time post tiff premiere but before like the a24 marketing rolled out was a uh, a poster that featured a press image of Robert Pattinson in like a like a blue background with like that was very clearly photoshopped that's yeah. uh, high life a film by Claire Denis and then the tagline his journey is like nothing you've ever seen before in like a circle around his yeah, head it's so it's really like a funny. halo <laughs> around his head it's yes. uh extremely extremely uh silly that a fan got that onto letterboxd for so long yes i love the fan posters on letterboxd they're so good <laughs> mm-hmm. it's 
such a bad poster. It looks like the real poster for Let the Sunshine In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. All right. Uh, so that's High Life. Uh, folks, yes. three weeks of Diddy Month down. We got one more to go, and it's yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're really excited to wrap it up strong. But uh, Chris, yes. thank you so much for joining us for week three. It was a real blast. Uh, what would you like to plug or mention at this time? Uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me again. Uh, and to talk about Claire Denis and Isabella Pear. Um, such a treat for me. Yes. Um, thank you so much. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Chris V. File. That's F-E-I-L. I'm also the co-host of the This Had Oscar Buzz podcast. Um, we, um, are getting ready to wrap up a month-long Focus Features mini-series. <laughs> uh, yes. you, can fo- <laughs> you can follow us on all pla- all podcast platforms, and we're on Twitter at had underscore Oscar underscore buzz. Yes, I've, I've been really been enjoying the mini-series. The, the, uh, the choice to start each episode with the Focus Features uh, little uh, uh, sound is, has been a lot of fun, especially. <laughs> it's more calming than anything yeah. we get into. We are very excitable homosexuals yeah. on that show. <laughs> Great. Jesse? All right. Well, yeah. Uh, join us next week when we uh, wrap up Dindy Month with Chocolat, 35 Shots of Rum, and Bastards. That's going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. And the then... Game. Yeah, sort of a, yeah. Yeah, a grab bag of what's left, almost, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Can I Kick It. You can follow us on Letterboxd at C-I-K-I-Pod. You can follow me on either of those platforms at J.P. Glick Weber. I feel like I had something I wanted to plug, but I do not remember what it was. Colin, Andy, one of you. Yeah. I'll go, because uh, I usually do go now. Uh, my name's Andy. You can find me <laughs> online at Andy T. Germ. That's uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, etc., etc. Although, what else would you want to find me on? Um, uh, if you like what we're doing on the show and want to support us, we have a coffee. That's ko-fi.com slash canai. C-A-N-N-E-S-I. Any uh, money you want to throw away, always very much appreciated there. And I do not believe I have a personal plug this week, so on to Cullen. Wow. Uh, yeah, Clatchley on everything, C-L-A-T-C-H-L-E-Y. Uh, our theme song is by Tree Related, mm-hmm. who's on Spotify at Tree Related and SoundCloud.com slash Tree Related. I'm still burning through the OC. Great show. Having a blast. Uh, and also, the day we record this, one of the sadder recent things is Charles Grodin passed away, and I would recommend everyone watch The Heartbreak Kid or Ishtar or Heaven Can Wait or any of his, like, Letterman interviews. One of the best to ever do it. All right, then I will go ahead and release our audience. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.